In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You might have noticed something different about me. And I'm not talking to those of you who haven't been here in a few months. But I'm wearing white. Of course I'm wearing white. Some of you have a missile, which is awesome, or an app, which is pretty cool. And you know that September 29th, the Feast of Michaelmas, even takes precedence on these Sundays after Pentecost. So uh, Father McAvee must have done a public Mass uh, of September 29th when it fell on a Sunday. Uh, I believe this is the first time that the 29th of September has fell uh, on a Sunday in my tenure. Or if it has, it just feels so cool, it's as though it's the very first time. So, uh, and I noticed that uh, there are no booklets. So permit me to read uh, what we read from Revelation, which is chapter 1, 1 to 5. And then you can stand to listen to Matthew chapter 18, 1 to 10, I believe it was. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to make known to his servants the things which must shortly come to pass, and signified sending by his angel to his servant John, who hath given testimony to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, what things soever he has seen. Blessed is he that reads and hears the words of this prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him that is and that was and that is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth who had loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. At that hour, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who thinks thou is the greater in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus, calling unto him a little child, set him in the midst of them and said, Amen, I say to you, unless you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, he is the greater in the kingdom of heaven. And he that shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. But he that shall scandalize one of these little ones that believes in me, were better for him that a millstone should be hanged around his neck and that he should be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world because of scandals, for it must needs be that scandals come. But nevertheless, woe to that man by whom the scandal comes. And if thy hand or thy foot scandalize thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to go into life maimed or lame than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. 
And if thy eye scandalize thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee having one eye to enter into life than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. See that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say to you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. And so ends the Holy Gospel. Sometimes some of you are here when a baptism happens after Mass on a Sunday afternoon, frequently enough, maybe on a Saturday morning or a Saturday afternoon. This 18th chapter of Revelation is very commonly, or 18th chapter of St. Matthew, is very commonly the Gospel reading. And there are some thoughts that are prompted by this teaching of our Lord. That we must become little children in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It comes up again in the Gospel of Luke when the apostles are scolding the children who want to come up and touch Jesus or preventing them. And, and our Lord scolds the apostles for doing so. And he says, do not prevent them. Right? Suffer the children. Let them come unto me. For unless you accept the kingdom of God as one of these, you shall not enter into it. This is obviously something our Lord taught more than once. And so we are reminded, yes, that a child accepts completely. A child trusts. A child believes you. For a little while, you, mom and dad, are the entire universe. Eventually, your toddler realizes there is a universe beyond you, but you are still... God in that universe, or might as well be. Don't let it get to your head, because that doesn't last very long. Everything your baby needs comes from you. To become as little children also... It's to be innocent, to be free of sin, to have no interest in evil, to be scared of anything bad, to, re- to be still repulsed by it, not accustomed to it. To receive the kingdom of God as a child is also to realize that this is something accepted as a gift, it is, it is not earned. We, we didn't do something in order to gain this. It's not our property.
And to become like little children is also, um, as is particularly um, evident in St. Luke's Gospel, when the children wanted to touch him. To be like little children is to simply want to be in his presence, even when we don't, we don't need to be asking for a miracle and, and to want to touch his hand or grab his garments or just to, just to be with him. Doesn't have to be a serious reason. Now then, what's the difference between the devil and St. Michael the Archangel? Not simply obedience. Sometimes there are those who pursue obedience and they make it a, an operative principle. They practice it. They are aware of it. They're deliberate of it. That's good. Obedience also is the end result of all the other decisions we've made. So don't think that we have to uh, rebel against God in some huge act of disobedience. We can make lots of little bad decisions that result in our failing Him in, the, in serious ways. Right, the, the modernists would suggest no one actually wants to go to hell. No one actually chooses that. Therefore, no one does. Because um, you would have to choose it deliberately in order to end up there. It, it, it would be good for them to remember what they will tell us about our obligation to charity. Right, our obligation to care for God's creation, which is a real thing. Our obligation to care for the poor, which is a, a very real thing. It's impossible to take the Gospels to heart. It's impossible to read the Acts of the Apostles and not remember and be told time and time again to be generous to the poor. If we do nothing with regard to the poor, we end up in hell. Liberals are eager to remind us of that, and they should keep on reminding us of it. But they should also remember the same thing is operative in other aspects of the moral life. To do nothing with regard to our obligation to worship God, to love him above all else, is to surrender salvation and to go to hell. To do nothing with regard to growing in chastity and simply to be uh, supposedly benign and now we're doing whatever we want without regard for uh, the consequences and without really intending to hurt people, uh, that's not a road to heaven. So do listen to liberals when they tell you about caring for the poor. Don't necessarily do what they do, which is to pay other people to do it for them. Or do what they do if they actually do it themselves. Always listen to them with regard to our obligation to the poor. But remember that the same principle is operative in many other ways. To do nothing is to end up in hell. 
And hell, as we were reminded here and elsewhere, lasts forever. And in order to be better, to deprive ourselves of, of whatever needs to be forsaken in this life in order to be able to be in heaven. Every sacrifice is worth that. So obedience is, um, for some, a, a very deliberate practice virtue. A lot of us don't pursue obedience as a virtue. It ends up being the end result of what we um, decided in smaller ways. And we come back to the question of what's the difference between the devil and St. Michael? One was willing to be made as though a child. And the other refused. One was willing to be humble. And the other not. One was willing to acknowledge that his, his glory, his high rank, is a gift. Not something to cling to. The other couldn't bear the thought of it. Or in other words, one was willing to honor the incarnation through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And praise the baby Jesus. And the other was indignant and refused. To be as a little baby is not simply to be trusting and accepting, loving, is also to be like God. Consider a thought, it's a very strange, odd priestly thought, but priests have strange meditations sometimes. That piece of bread that's on the, it's on the patent right now, that is a piece of bread. It is just bread. After the words of consecration are proclaimed, there's no longer any bread. That is the body and blood soul and divinity of Jesus, because it is really the body of Jesus, and his body, resurrected, is inseparable from his blood, his soul, and his divinity. I treat that bread with reverence because I know that right now it's just bread. But, you know, even in the sacristy, it's just bread. But this bread is eventually going to become my, not just my superior, but... This, this bread will yield to God.
And so when we, when we consider each other, whether it be in our adolescence or our twilight or our infancy, we are never dealing with someone who just simply is. But this is someone who, whom God intends to turn into one who participates directly in the life of the Trinity in heaven forever. doesn't look like it right now, but that's, that's what God is going to do. The angels see that. The good angels rejoice at that. The bad angels want to prevent that from happening. So we ask the good angels, along with their chief, St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Lady of the Rosary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.